This is Worthlessly Worthwhile. You took four minutes of my life and I want them back. Oh, I'd only waste them anyway. Now your host, Art and Rich. Yeah, we are back. It is Worthlessly Worthwhile. I am Rich Brown, joined as always by Art Aronson. Art, bit of a, I guess you could call it a special edition of Worthlessly Worthwhile, right? Is that what we want to call it? Special? It's, it's pretty special because we usually talk sports and there's not a lot of sports to talk about. So it's pretty special, don't you think? Yeah, special, special. It's especially wor- uh, worthless. I yes, especially worthless. That's a very good point. You know, it's it's a bit of a weird time in the world right now. We're not going to get bogged down into the negative stuff going on because I think we see a lot of our social media already and in the news and everything, right? So... uh We're going to try and keep it light. Art, let's get it started. I got something really quick I got to do. All right. Now now I'm ready to do this. (laughs) Ah, I just needed one of those to get this podcast going. So we we do have some sports to talk about, though, Art. We've got the NHL basically canceled, the NBA, MLB, every league that's supposed to be playing is not playing right now. Tennis, golf, everything. Uh, but the NFL is trucking along. It's the off season for the NFL and no shortage of news. So we've got lots to talk about with the NFL, um, but lots of good sports still to watch. They might not be current, uh, but yeah. we've got lots of classic sports going on on television right now. It's actually kind of an interesting opportunity for the networks to play some classic sports. And we're such sports nerds. Like we, we love it, right? It also takes us back with nostalgia to where we were at that time when that game was being played or what was the world like at that point. Um, I think it's neat. One, like of the it. most, one of the most fun things about it is that social media didn't exist when a lot of these games were played. Like earlier tonight, uh, we're big Canucks fans and game seven of the 1994 first round series against the flames the double overtime winner by by Bure. Nice. uh that was on sportsnet and you know twitter obviously didn't exist back then and it's kind of fun to live tweet as if it's happening live and relive that part of history uh but with the technology we have now it's just kind of different and interesting and it's it's a good way to get through this uh weird time in our history yeah i mean with technology, we are viewing sports in a different way as the times go on. And obviously, one of the biggest changes in viewing sports has been social media because of the interaction you can have with other fans while watching the same thing. So going back in time and watching these games where it used to be not like that, to be able to relive that and re-go through that with social media is uh, it's fun and People need something to do right now, so why not? <laughs> we definitely need something to do. I'm I'm uh, just wrapping up day five of the uh, mandated self-quarantine as uh, my fiance and I returned from Mexico last Tuesday where we were on vacation. So uh, I definitely need things to do, and I think I'm, I'm certainly not alone. Everyone needs something to do. But at least the NFL is giving us plenty of news, and perhaps none bigger – I'm sorry – I'm sorry, Art. We have to go here. Big <laughs> Patriots fan Art Aronson has to address the fact that Tom Brady is now Tampa Bay Buccaneers quarterback Tom Brady. God, that sounded weird to say. Oh, I tell you, when the news came down, it was St. Patrick's Day. It was pretty much the worst St. Patrick's Day ever. You know all the Irish people in Boston, right? Of course. Boston. It's it's just it was it was a horrible day for us because it was like 
here we are in this mode of social distancing. Um, the world's going to hell. And then we get the bombshell that Tom Brady is leaving. Like he tweeted it out very early in the morning. I mean, it was early for us because we were, it was Pacific Standard Time here, but he had done it uh, Eastern Standard Time. And that's the first thing I woke up into the morning. Also, I had like 10 text messages going, you're going to be all right, buddy. <laughs> you know, I was uh, in Mexico and that was the first thing I thought of when I woke up. I'm like, oh, no, I've got a message the, art. Yeah, it was. It's the unthinkable. It, it just it's it's too bad. I I because I really felt that maybe maybe egos are hurt on either side or that's maybe that's the reason why they there there's a split harmonious split so to speak but i just thought there was it made sense football wise that both parties came together to make this work and to have brady play at least another season in new england i thought because the patriots don't have another quarterback they have a a guy that they drafted in the fourth round or whatever a, a year ago He's not ready to play yet. Um, no, Stidham did not look great in his very limited yeah. action last year. Yeah, and Brady really, he knows the system. So he is the system there. And he's been in it for so long. And, you know, they just need they just needed to shore up the offense a little bit more. Give him a few more weapons, I thought. I, I just thought football-wise it made sense. So that's why it really blew my mind that it got to a point where they, they had to split. I, I just... I mean, we can go through the whole legacy thing. I can go back. Like, we've had 20 seasons of Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, and this dynasty where they've had a chance to win the Super Bowl just about every year. They were in nine Super Bowls in those 20 seasons, almost half of the seasons that Tom That's Brady crazy. played. He was in the Super Bowl. And, or, you know, in those other you – know, one year he was injured, so they weren't there. Other years, like, he was either a game or two games away from the Super Bowl. So it's – it, 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 yes, the legacy, it sucks. I wanted him to be a Derek Cheater. I wanted him to be Kobe Bryant, you know, a one-sport athlete. So that really sucks. But football-wise, I thought it made sense for him to stay one more year. Uh, but who knows? I mean, Seth Wickersham, who is an ESPN writer, he's the senior writer there at ESPN, he wrote the famous piece a few years ago saying that there was a rift between Brady and Belichick and the team and he thought a divorce was going to happen sooner rather than later Uh, i mean he looks like a genius now but this is a few years later he wrote an article that came out this morning i don't know if you read it but he he just chronicled how uh things happened over the last two years that led to this all reading all the tea leaves and everything like that so it's a pretty good article if you are interested in how this happened. I mean, I see it from a fan standpoint. He sees it from a reporter standpoint. Um, I just think it's too bad. And it sucks. It sucks. There you go. Are, are <laughs> you and I, with you being a past fan, we talked a lot about this, uh, you know, leading up probably from the point, I mean, even in before the off season, but you know, once the pace paths were uh, eliminated, uh, we talked a lot about this and you and I were both on the same page that, it just, even though the, all the rumors were out there, it just didn't make sense to us that he would end up anywhere else other than the Patriots. And, and you already said, yeah, uh, it's it's so obvious that the Patriots, it seemed anyways, were his best chance to win again. Yeah. But even more so, it was about the Patriots have no other options. So it made perfect sense that even though kind of the, 
the narrative that people wanted was, oh, Tom Brady leaving the Patriots and starting new. And that's a fun story. But really, uh, I think you and I both really thought he was going to stay. Yeah. So the fact that he didn't is pretty shocking. And you look at the team he goes to. He does have more offensive weapons. There's no question. Mike Evans, uh, Chris Godwin, O.J. Howard, who yeah. uh, where the hell was he last year? I don't know. But maybe Tom Brady can resurrect his career. Um, but, you know, he's got he's got better weapons in Tampa Bay. But uh, I believe they had the fourth worst defense in the NFL last year, whereas the Pats, they were one or two. So, yeah, that's a big thing. Are we going to see Tom Brady and a bunch of shootouts? Yeah, which I think would be fun that the NFC West or sorry, NFC South, which now he's in that division. Man, that sounds so weird. Tom Brady and the NFC South like. That division is always interesting every year. And there's always tons of shootouts with the Falcons and the Saints being such great offenses. And, I mean, the Bucks were a pretty good offense, too. Uh, now you add Tom Brady to it. Uh, and, wow, it's interesting. It's an interesting story. And I think a lot of reporters love that this happened at this point. Yeah, you've got Drew Brees and Tom Brady in the same division now. That's kind of interesting. That, that's incredible. It really I- is. And I know um, that Newton is not going to be in Carolina anymore, but let's just hypothetically say Cam Newton stayed. Like, for now, he still technically is a Carolina Panther, which means all four teams in that division have a former NFL MVP at quarterback on their roster. Wow, that's a nice stat, buddy. There you go. You got Drew Brees with the Saints, Matt Ryan with the Falcons, Tom Brady with the Bucks, and Cam Newton with the Panthers. Wow. Do you think Cam Newton's going to be in Carolina? No, there's no way he's going to be in Carolina. So yeah. obviously, um, they're they're going with Teddy Bridgewater, three years. I believe it was thirty two million, uh, or sorry, sixty sixty two million dollars yeah. over the three years for Bridgewater. And I, I was discussing this with uh, some some of my buddies who I'm in a, uh, our fantasy football pool with. There are in the BC Bowl, um, and the question that was posed is, would you rather have Cam Newton or Teddy Bridgewater at quarterback? And personally, I said, it's no question to me that it's Teddy Bridgewater. I would go with Teddy Bridgewater at this point. Cam Newton was so dynamic as a running quarterback, but he's had the knee issues. Um, and now even he's had shoulder surgery. He's never been He's never been a bad passer, but he also is not someone who can just sit back in the pocket and be an MVP candidate just throwing from the pocket. And so to me, he's a decent quarterback, but I don't think he's anything special at this point in his career with the injury concerns he's had. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater, I like a lot. Um, He was really highly thought of in Minnesota before that terrible leg injury. I mean, it was, it was a bad leg injury, but I think the way he's kind of eased himself back into the NFL by coming in as a backup with the saints and then getting that chance to play, I think it was about six or seven weeks this year um, before breeze came back from that broken thumb and he played really well. They won every game that he started and you know, he's not, again, he's probably not going to be a a top 10 quarterback in the league, but I think I'd rather have him than Cam Newton right now. How about you? Uh, Obviously I'd go Teddy Bridgewater as well because Carolina made their decision and they know Cam Newton as well as anybody. So they knew he had to have the soldier surgery, uh, all the other injury problems that Cam Newton has had. Cam seems like 
his body isn't going to allow him to play football the way he's always wanted to play football. Now, the competitor in him obviously wants to still play football, so that's why you're going to see him continue to try and uh, re-resurrect his career. But I think Teddy Bridgewater doesn't have as many miles on him. Yeah, he had the big ACL surgery uh, that was really tough on his career before. But, man, we saw him play, like you said, last year he was undefeated as a New Orleans Saint. Right. Yeah, I mean, great team. Yeah, the Saints are a good team. I totally yeah. agree. The Panthers could end up being a really good team, too. We really don't know what Matt Rule is going to bring as a head coach in the NFL. He's a big unknown coming out of college, obviously. Uh, they've got Joe Brady, who was the passing coordinator for LSU. Obviously, uh, Joe Burrow was the big breakout player in college football last year, playing under Joe Brady. So, you know, this seems like a really good fit for Bridgewater to come back as a starting quarterback. And, and he has one of the greatest, one of the best weapons in football right now in Christian McCaffrey. Like, yes. Safety go. blanket, really. He's the yeah. biggest safety blanket weapon. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see what happens out of that. And I, I think I said it on this podcast, Worthlessly Worthwhile, last season, well, during the season, our last podcast that we did, that I actually and it was controversial because i said that i think that i thought that i'd rather have teddy bridgewater over drew Brees. well that does sound like something you might say i think i would still take drew Brees at this point <laughs> maybe if you're worried about winning a super bowl four or five years down the road but if you want to win a super bowl right now i think i would stick with breeze i don't know because i i didn't think breeze could uh, really get the ball down the field i thought teddy bridgewater gave the saints as good or a better chance at winning the Super Bowl than Drew Brees. And it was that controversial is, when I said it. That is very hot, Art. That is hot. <laughs> Got the, the fire trucks are coming. That is a hot, <laughs> hot take. Wow. My goodness. Didn't expect that there. I had, to, I had to Google fire truck sound effect. I didn't expect such a hot take out of you there. Thank that's, you, that's a really bold call. I, I like Bridgewater. He's a good quarterback, but Drew Brees, while he's not as at the top of his game, I still think he's a top 10 guy in the league, personally. They weren't able to win a big game there. I, I, I just, I, the way Teddy Bridgewater was running that team, they looked more potent with him behind center than Drew Brees. But I understand Drew Brees brings those intangibles that Teddy doesn't bring as a veteran quarterback that's run the Sean Payton offense for so long. I, and won a I Super get, Bowl. Yeah, and I get that. But Drew Brees is, yeah, he's getting older, man. And uh, Teddy Bridgewater, well, he, he's, he's still got a lot of game left in him. So, there you yeah, go. I think so. I, I'm happy to see him. Like, he seems like just one of those genuinely nice guys in football and someone that I've rooted for. Ever since uh, the Vikings drafted him, I kind of had a soft spot for him and wanted to see him do well. And it was just so devastating, the injury. So yeah. I was just happy to see him succeed as, as uh, the backup to Breeze and get a little bit of run. But it's going to be really fun to see him as the starting quarterback. But now the big question is, where does Cam Newton go? And staying yeah. uh, in the NFC South, where does Jameis Winston go? Like, is, is anyone going to give either of these guys a shot at starting quarterback? Well, maybe the Patriots. They don't have a whole lot of other choices going Okay, here. so... I, not that Ian Rappaport is like my go-to NFL guy, but the the Patriots signing Brian Hoyer today, he said that based on the salary cap situation of the Patriots, he expects that is it. 
they have the draft to try and find someone maybe in the kind of mid rounds and they've got Jared Stidham, they've got Cody Kessler and they've got Brian Hoyer. I don't see how that, that is one of the worst trios of quarterbacks going into a season for any team that I've heard of in the last decade, at least like there is no way they're actually going with those three. Are they man? And I'm a Patriots fan. So maybe I'm a little too close to this, but I, there's been this war for the past, I'd say 10 years. Who, who is more responsible for the Patriots success? Is it Tom Brady? Is it Bill Belichick? Which is a stupid, stupid argument. If you it's ask both, me. right? It's both. It's both. It's absolutely, it's both. But here we're going to just, it just said, this adds fuel to the fire because if for whatever reason, if for whatever happens this season, Tom Brady doesn't have success in Tampa Bay and Bill Belichick somehow has success with these chump quarterbacks, we're going to like, the, like the fire will start and this, this debate will run on. And it'll be, it'll feel like a slam dunk either way. That's what it'll feel like this year if that happens. If the Patriots continue to be successful and Brady isn't successful in Tampa Bay, doesn't it feel like everybody's going to be like, oh, it's Bill Belichick. But now, what if it goes the other way? What if Belichick loses out on making the playoffs, doesn't win the division again because the Bills look like they're a pretty solid team. The Jets look like they're on the up and up as well. They had a lot of injuries last season that prevented them from doing that. Uh, Miami looks like they're starting to build something there. What if Belichick just misses the playoffs? And what if Brady goes down to Tampa Bay and throws a million touchdown passes with Chris Godwin and Mike Evans? It's, it feels like it's going to go one way or the other. Does totally. it not feel and that way? It totally feels that way. And I think now is the time, like you said, like the Bills and the Dolphins are really starting to build something. The Jets... Well, probably not. The Jets are the Jets. But, <laughs> but eventually, one of those teams, like the Bills are really starting to build something, it feels like. And the Dolphins have had a really strong offseason. I don't know that this is the year that they turn the corner, but they've had a strong offseason. And they have a high draft pick. So, um, But I, I don't see how the Pats could actually go into the season with either Hoyer or Stidham. There's no way Kessler is a starting quarterback. So I don't see how they could have Hoyer or Stidham as the starting quarterback and make the playoffs. I just don't see it. Now, I also don't think they have to go out and find one of the top quarterbacks in the league. I think they need someone that's decent enough. So here are some of the options that I've heard kind of thrown around. There's a lot of rumors of Cam Newton going to Washington. So is Washington falling out of love with Dwayne Haskins? If so, could the Patriots get... Haskins in he's on a rookie contract right uh Josh Rosen in Minnesota uh sorry Miami uh I don't think that the Dolphins plan on doing business with the Patriots and trying to help them out at all but obviously uh Rosen is not going to be needed in Miami they're probably taking to a tongue of Iowa um so you know there is these those type of options and then the other one that I I brought to mind uh was when I thought Cam Newton might go to the Bears and maybe Mitch Trubisky could end up with the Patriots. Now, I don't, I don't think Newton is going to the Bears because now they've already brought in Nick Foles. But Nick Foles, I don't know if he's the answer at quarterback for the Bears, but he gets paid a lot of money. So I assume they brought him in to be the starting quarterback, no? Yeah, I think so as well. Uh, Mitch Trubisky, oh man, I just... And this, this goes down to... And you talk about Dwayne Haskins there. 
it just goes down to be, these young quarterbacks being put in a position to not succeed. Exactly. That's that's what's happened here. Uh, Trubisky, it's it's too much too quickly for that guy. Uh, I think, I, and you know, confidence. They lose confidence. You uh, know, Trubisky's a good runner, and I know yeah. Belichick has he's had this like obviously he's had Tom Brady for so long, but he's always had this kind of side obsession with the dual threat quarterback. I'd really like to see Trubisky somehow end up as a Patriot. I just think it would be so interesting. Don't forget Trubisky. Yeah. He was terrible last year, but he was coming off a very strong season the year before. I, yeah. And, but here's, this is what for me was so disappointing about the Patriots, not drafting Lamar Jackson in the (laughs) first round. They had, they could have taken him. I mean, lots of other teams could have taken him, but he was still there when the Patriots were drafting like late, late in the first round. And the Patriots decided to go with uh, the the wide receiver out of Arizona, the Nikhil. Nikhil Henry. Yeah, yeah Nikhil Harry. Henry. Harry, yeah, Nikhil Harry instead, which doesn't look good right now, I'll tell you that. Uh, so, yeah, I think the Patriots are just open to anything. I honestly believe that. And I think Belichick is going to piecemeal it together this season. And he's either going to win coach of the year or he's going to bomb out. That's the way I see it. But then <laughs> I, on the other hand, we're looking at, at Brady. Yeah. He, he doesn't have the defense and the, the Bucks defense needs to be a lot better. But one of the biggest problems with the Buccaneers last year was the timing of Winston. He, he threw 30 touchdown passes. He threw 30 interceptions as well. He's a very exciting quarterback to watch. So as long as Tom Brady can move the ball down the field, and like we've already said, you got a guy like Mike Evans. I mean, that's someone you can just throw the ball up to. He's such a big target, and he's so dominant. He can go up and get it. Yeah. Uh, I And you and I had this conversation years ago, but when Johnny Manziel was coming out of college – I think we both thought Manziel was a little overrated and Mike Evans was yeah. someone who made him look a lot better in college. He really was a strong player uh, for that Texas A&M team. But, you know, Brady, he just needs to get the ball down the field and and keep the ball safe. And we yeah. know Tom Brady can do that. So, Yeah, and I think uh, Bruce, it's, it's no coincidence that uh, Bruce Arians is the complete opposite of Bill Belichick. Complete opposite. Yeah, he is. And I think because he's all about love, he's all about, you know, showing support for his quarterback and being out there talking with the media, being, uh, you know, being personable, something that obviously Bill Belichick isn't. Um, And I think, I think Brady likes that. And I think him and him and Brady, I think that right now they're probably talking like every day, you know, for sure. trying trying to figure out how to win. So that that's interesting. And I've always liked Bruce Arians. I, I think that he has had success in his past, and there is examples of that um, in New Orleans, or sorry, in uh, Indianapolis. I thought he uh, was very good there. Um, I I look forward to that. And uh, it, it'll be interesting. It's going to be a running show. Like now, Tampa Bay is going to be on prime time for sure. Like right, and uh, it just it'll be it'll be something to watch all season. It'll be a running sideshow, which the NFL is great for that. 
And let's let's just hope this season starts on time, right? That's what we want. Yes, we <laughs> hope so. We definitely hope so. We got months to figure it out, but there's no guarantees for sure. Uh, one more thing before we move on from the quarterbacks. Uh, there was uh, Philip Rivers signed yes. in Indianapolis. Yes. What about Jacoby Brissett? What does that mean? Does Jacoby Brissett become an option for maybe a team like the Patriots? That's a really good question. And possibly, I don't know what the Colts are really planning with this signing. Are they? Is it a, a quarterback competition going into camp? Or is it Philip Rivers is historically one of the top quarterbacks in the league and he's our starting quarterback. Um, I don't know what their plan is, but I think this is kind of similar to our, our question about Cam Newton versus Teddy Bridgewater. Which one of these guys would you rather have next year? Is it Phillip Rivers or is it Jacoby Brissett? I go Jacoby Brissett. I, I would I, too. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think Phillip Rivers right now, he's got his name and we watched him play for one of the best teams in the NFL last season on both sides of the ball, and they were losing because of him. I, and, and I love Philip Rivers, but I, that's what I saw anyway. Philip Rivers was really the weak spot on that team. They, they are more stacked at offense than probably any team in the NFL right now. Uh, they, uh, besides the quarterback position, obviously, because they don't have one at the moment. But I, I just think Mike Williams and yeah. uh, Keenan Allen, and obviously they no longer have the running back there. But they got Austin Eckler, who's Austin Eckler's. Yeah, yeah. I, I like Austin Eckler. Uh, I yeah. think he's he's best when he's in a two running back system. Like I don't like him as necessarily a workhorse, but yeah. even if they could make him kind of the the main guy, but have a really solid third down back, they'd be in in pretty good shape. But Melvin Gordon, I liked him with Melvin Gordon, and Melvin yeah. Gordon now going to the Broncos. But you know, the Chargers last year were one of the better teams in the. That sidearm that Rivers has, yeah, you know, I've never loved it, but he he made it work. But <laughs> as he's gotten older, I don't know, man. Like that yeah. sidearm looked bad. That looked bad. He did not, he did not have a lot of arm strength. Now the Colts have a very strong offensive line, so that's going to help him. Uh, but I like Brissett. I like Jacoby Brissett a lot, and I know he didn't finish the season as well as he started it. And I think. An injury, injury. I, yeah. I agree. An injury yeah. played a part, and maybe their plan is to keep both of them and just have kind of that safety blanket because the Colts are in that position now where I could see them going on a run in the AFC for sure. I think Frank Reich, he knows quarterbacks pretty well. Yeah. I, I feel like he does, and maybe that's why I think bringing Phillip Rivers in to compete for that spot. Maybe Rivers has something left. Maybe he doesn't. Frank Reich will figure that out in training camp i mean otas aren't going to start here in a while uh but they're going to figure that out going into the season and he's got two options there i think i think that's where they're at right now and i think that's a smart move for the colts to have a a, 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 a competition at quarterback for sure and maybe not just a competition in in training camp but if uh whoever wins the job falters a few weeks into the season they have that other option as well yeah Oh, there's there's endless storylines in the NFL to talk to talk about at the quarterback position. This there's year. more, right? Like Joe yeah. Flacco. This is this guy is a former Super Bowl winner. How? After he won, oh. he God uh, <laughs> as a 49ers. Sorry, fan, you buddy. know me. Sorry, I just buddy. Uh, those. If only the power had gone out just a little bit earlier, I think they could have <laughs> won that Super Bowl. You know, 
<laughs> Ray Lewis thinks it was a conspiracy. If it was a conspiracy, the lights would have been out a long time before they went out. I'm sorry, but that was not a conspiracy. I know we're kind of going off topic a little bit here, but I want to ask you. Yeah, because uh, you've been real. You've been going at me about Patriots and being Patriot fans. <laughs> I want to ask you: after watching this past Super Bowl and they aired it on NFL Network today, oh, God, why? Bowl, I'm, I why know, I'm sorry. What felt worse? That court, that last year's Super Bowl, the loss to the uh, Kansas City Chiefs, or the twenty the twenty twelve Super Bowl loss against Baltimore? Which God. one felt worse? Well, they both hurt. I'll tell you that much. Uh, that's a good question. I really think it was this one, though. Yeah. Because they had control of the game. They yeah. had Mahomes out of his rhythm. And they're, they had dominated running the football through the entire postseason. They had the fourth quarter lead, double-digit fourth quarter lead. And it felt like they could just, and they had one of the best defenses in the league that year, last year. So it felt like they could just run the football and, you know, kill some clock, hopefully get another field goal out of it or whatnot, and and hold the fort. And even though the Chiefs, you can never count out that offense, and they're a super dynamic offense, but Mahomes really had to make a couple plays like that, that throw to Tyreek down the sidelines. Uh, you know, he had to make a couple really, really strong plays where he was about to be sacked on that play. Like he was a half second away from being sacked. So that Super Bowl could have changed in an instant as well. So I, I think it's this past Super Bowl that hurts the most just because they fell behind to the Ravens early and they were the ones that were trying to make the comeback and they didn't quite com- complete the comeback. Um, so this year having the lead, like I... I never think anything's over, but I was feeling good. And I was, there was a point, you know, when they had the football back after the, uh, the interception there in the fourth quarter, I think it was about eight minutes left in the fourth quarter. And I was thinking this is going to happen. Like I'm about to watch my team win the Super Bowl because the last time they won the Super Bowl, I was eight years old. I don't even know that I was really a, a strong 49ers fan at that point. The reason I'm a 49ers fan is, uh, my, my dad grew up in the area and I would go down and visit my grandparents and my grandfather would have the 49ers games on, on Sundays. So, but I don't think I really, you know, became a 49ers fan until a little bit later in life. So they've never won under my watch. And so I was sitting there like, this is going to happen. I'm going to watch the 49ers win the Super Bowl. It's about to happen. And just the way it all fell apart. And as soon as he made that throw to Tyreek, I, I had that feeling in the pit of my stomach, like, Oh boy, here we go. And it, 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 it played was out. a flubber too. It wasn't even that great of a throw. He just came back to get it. It was oh. tough to watch, man. It was tough to watch. And I, I certainly could not throw on NFL network with the re air. <laughs> Sorry, man. I didn't mean to dig up. No, it's it's there. okay. You know what though? The the Ravens one later so uh, I have a friend who's a Ravens fan and I, I hosted a Super Bowl party that year and he came and watched the game, so he got to watch his team beat my team in the Super Bowl at my apartment. Oh, uh, but oh. him and I and, and some other friends went down to Seattle to see uh, Mariners Blue Jays series that summer. And he drove and he has uh, like a little hit a little screen built into his dash, like tiny, you know, four inch screen or whatever back then. And he uh, he downloaded the Super Bowl and he put no. it on for the drive down to Seattle. No. And I was like, this is just awful. <laughs> it's so painful. Why are you doing this to me? 
Oh, that's next level mean. That's cruel and unusual punishment, man. That's exactly what that is. Wow. Yeah, it's bad. So, wow. but but after this one, I feel like this one hurts the most. Oh well, but, I'm sorry, man. But then we I have just, to go back. Like I have to go back to the start of the year and what my expectations of the team were, and I was like, you know, they've got a good team this year. They can make take a step forward. I think they can make the playoffs and, and have a good season. But I certainly didn't expect them to be one of the top teams in the NFL and, and go to the Super Bowl. So all in all, I have to be happy with how how the season went. It's just so disappointing to see them come that close and, and blow it in the fourth quarter. Yeah, man. I mean, your team's going to have a good chance to win the Super Bowl again this year, though. And at least you don't have Brian Hoyer as your starting That's a good point. That's a good point. We got Jimmy G. We don't have DeForest Buckner anymore, but uh, we'll see who they draft with that first rounder they got from the Colts. I mean, they could find someone really good with that pick. So, And and possibly in a position that's more of need because we know the defensive line is already very strong for the 49ers. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders leaving the team. That kind of sucks, right? Yeah, I think so. When, you know, when he came in uh, to the Niners, he was really needed. Like it, it felt like they really needed him at yeah. that point. But as the season progressed, the the young receivers really kind of uh, started taking off. Um, well, Debo Samuel, Debo Samuel, is certified is, stud. He's become my favorite, one of my favorite players. I mean, let's let's be honest; he's not my favorite player on on the team because of. Uh, uh, Kittle, George Kittle is like the yeah, guy's amazing. Um, but I really like Debo Samuel. And I don't know for sure that you want him as your number one guy. For sure, he's a top two, a top two guy. Uh, some people think they might draft a wide receiver with that pick. Interesting. Yeah. Maybe I mean, Ruggs. Yeah. Yeah. They, I mean, there's wide receivers out there. I, and Emmanuel Sanders is a great player, but you can, you can, you can fill that spot. Yes, I agree. It can be filled. I don't, I don't think it's a loss that's going to hurt them that much. And they really, when he came in, they used him, uh, Sanders, that is, they used him as like that top weapon for quite a few weeks. But as Samuel kind of progressed, uh, also they, they moved more to the running game in, in the playoffs. But Debo Samuel really became more of the top option at wide receiver. So yeah, it's too bad to see him go, but I like, I like the pickup for the Saints. Um, obviously, they already have Michael Thomas, but I think that's a really solid number two to go behind Michael Thomas. And when you, when you send all your defense to shut down Thomas, I mean, you can't just leave Emmanuel Sanders wide open. He's a good player. Yeah, and Todd Gurley now going to, going to. Uh, oh, look at this! Getting a call. Someone's trying to call me on Skype. This is this is this is unprecedented in the isolationism era of us. Mr. Pop- t- Mr. Popular, two- just <laughs> two calls at the same time. Better be important. I bet it was your parents. No, it's uh, another friend looking to just connect. Which I mean, at, at a time like this, everybody wants to talk with people because they don't. People aren't seeing each other. So right true. Now. So true. Yeah. You know, so I, I kind of liked that. Like, uh, yeah. you know. Uh, you and I, it's kind of funny how we've gotten onto this topic, but you and I, we text through the day, every day, pretty much. We talk about everything sports that we see or whatever else that we're talking about, but we, we pretty much text, uh, almost exclusively. Right. But, uh, the other night, Friday night, I was like, you know, 
we got this whole thing going on. I'm going to give Art a call. And we, we ended up just chatting on the phone for a while. And I thought to myself, like, why don't we do this more? It's, it's nice because uh, you're in Victoria. I'm in Vancouver. Uh, we don't get to see each other very often. So it was nice to, to chat with you on the phone. It was it was nice. And it, was, it came at a nice time as well. I did, was finishing off a long week at work. And, uh, you know, it's never it's never a bad idea to you know hear your friend's voice you know i think that's something that uh, all of us are learning here during this uh during this time on earth which is uh it's crazy times right now it's defining yeah. um okay. what are you doing with all your spare time that's uh, what i'm wondering. that's that's a good question okay so i mean i i bought uh, red dead redemption for playstation 4 i i have a playstation 4 but I'm so busy with work and playing sports and you know i like to i like to do the podcasting with with you and and kirby doing the between the stammers and we don't do worthlessly worthwhile as much but i i enjoy that sort of thing and then uh watching watching live sports takes up a lot of time too right like obviously we watch all the canucks games and nfl and all the different sports right so uh it's been it's I buy a PS4. I used it for a while, but I basically have just let it sit dormant for a couple of years other than a big, expensive Netflix machine. Uh, what's, but it's, uh, what's, 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 uh, which Red Dead Redemption? Is this the new one that just came out recently? No, nah, it came out probably like a year and a half ago, I think. Uh, but it's, it's a Rockstar game, so they make uh, Grand Theft Auto as well, which is a game that I used to play. So, yeah, it's pretty enjoyable. I got some, some friends that play online quite a bit so i'm trying to catch up playing the story mode and i join them online really quickly i mean i'm terrible because i'm a day in but uh still fun to join them online and play some co-op uh so that's that's one thing i'm doing and then obviously like there's lots of stuff to stream uh i've got such a huge uh, collection on the my list on netflix that i never get to so i'm hoping to knock some of that off but then you know, you got the shows that we watch over and over and over again. And so I got it. We got to talk about The Office Art, because if you're quarantined or uh, socially distancing, is there a better show that exists than The Office to kill some time? The answer to that question is no. The Office is great at any time. It's light. Uh, I, I, I love it. I can watch it at any any time of the day. And it makes me feel better about what myself everything that's going on uh so no i like i was watching the office this afternoon and i had a little nappy poo it was great it was great yeah i mean i i was watching some earlier as well as we were cooking and then uh as i was just i knew i knew you and i were going to get on on uh, online to do some podcasting so i just kind of had it on in the background um and it's just such such a good show and even you know i i prefer the earlier seasons but there's some really funny stuff throughout. And uh, so just randomly, this is the episode I happened to be watching earlier, but this is a line that just, it just killed me when I heard it. And I'm going to play it. So if I can get, uh, here we go. Blark was here for me financially. Blark was here for me financially. Ah, it's not even going to play. But uh, when he's like, has not been a blockbuster year for me financially. My blockbuster stock is down. <laughs> Like Michael Scott is just the greatest character. <laughs> oh my god, that's so good. That's and that's so from good. season seven. You know, like I know there's a lot of people that watch The Office and and they basically are like, ah, oh, everything after season three or season four is crap. And yeah, I that's get not like true. it's not, that's true. not true. The first yeah. the first 
four seasons were very, very strong and really like the, the core of the show, but I can watch the whole series throughout and still be laughing at every episode. Yeah, I would say that I'm maybe in that camp. I'm a bit of a, uh, you know, two, three, four, five. I'm a snob by saying those are my favorite. Five, really? Seasons. Uh, yeah, I think so. But I, but I won't say everything after that is crap because I do think that there are episodes, there are moments uh, post-season four, five on, so to speak. There are moments and episodes that I thought are really good. I thought that uh, uh, Jim and Pam's wedding, I think, is one of the best episodes of the entire season, of the entire series. It's pretty strong. Uh, yeah, it, it's a really strong episode, and it comes later, and it just it just encapsulates everything that is great about The Office. I thought I thought the season finale of The Office was really good too. Like, yeah, it was a good the, ending. Like I didn't yeah. like the final season at all. I thought it was by far the worst season of the show. But the way they wrapped it up with the final like three episodes with Dwight becoming the the manager and having Jim as his number two and like the dynamic there. I wish they had done that for the entire season because it was hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, there, there are some dynamics that they were able to bring in. It, it felt like it was hanging on a little bit. No Michael Scott, of course. And a lot of people, a lot of office purists will say that it'll never be the same without Michael Scott. And they're right. But there are some good moments there down at the end and having Dwight and yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Jim have that different dynamic, I thought, was uh, definitely a little more refreshing as the show went on. Uh, but this is March. And March and March Madness, usually we're watching basketball right now, right? Yeah, yes. We're, we're watching, yeah. So what is your favorite episode? If you were to, like, you know, put them all into a bracket, because I've seen a few of those out there. Um, like, what's your favorite episode of all time? You, you know, one? I don't know that I have a favorite episode. I can rank the seasons but i don't know that i have a favorite yeah. episode although i think maybe it's just because season two is like the season that made me fall in love with the show and i th- like the dundies was such a strong episode the very first dundies which is early in season yeah. two like that is such a great episode um yeah. but really when you watch the show they're all so good they're just all so good every episode is a great okay, episode. so yeah, and, and I'm with you. I have a really hard time picking like one episode that's great. Uh, so then, do you have like a favorite season then? Do you, does it? I think yeah. I can ranking I have, the seasons. I have a rank of the seasons for sure. So for me, yeah. it's tough between seasons two and three. They're very close, but the addition of Andy Bernard in season three pushes that to my favorite season. I think season three is the the strongest season in the entire show. Um. And then I put season two as my second favorite and season four uh, rounds out the podium. Yeah. And I can go on if you want me to finish. I I got the whole ranking. You (laughs) You got the whole ranking. Yeah. So, okay, let me go. Let me go through it. All right. Because the office (laughs) is important. This is an important topic. (laughs) I think, I think this is going to surprise you when I tell you what's number four on my list. Yeah. My fourth favorite season is number seven, which is the final Michael Scott season. I feel like things took a bit of a downturn in season five and season six, but then Mm -hmm. the writers, like anything, maybe they had been saving. I don't know. They pulled out all the stops for Steve Carell's final season. And so I really like season seven. Um, And then I go uh, number five is season one, which 
you know, is a little bit awkward to start, but there's still some great episodes in there, like the basketball episode. Unreal. Like when Michael is picking his team, Stanley, of course. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. Um, and the fire. Ryan started the fire. The fire. Oh, yeah. So many good episodes. And there's only a, it's only six episodes, but there there's some yeah. strong episodes in there. Uh, and yeah. then I go season six and then season five. And then uh, my bottom two is season nine. So the final season. And, and for me, last season is season eight. Robert California was a pretty funny character. Um, one of the reasons that I, I have season seven so high is I think the addition of Aaron, like she's such a great character and it's just a dynamic that didn't exist in the earlier seasons. And she was fantastic in those seasons, in that season. Yeah. She became a star too. Really? Mm -hmm. Like she got her own show, right? Totally. Um, she, she, yeah, she's very strong. So that's a good point. She came in season seven, you would say, yeah, with Aaron. I think she was, uh, was season six. She was, was season, season five, actually, because it was, it was when the Michael Scott Paper Company happens and Pam oh, leaves. Right. Pam right. leaves for, um, for Michael Scott Paper Company, and then Charles Minor. Remember, he says Kelly, and uh, apparently Aaron's real name is Kelly, and then Kelly Kapoor keeps coming in. Yes, Charles, you wanted me. Because she thinks if she says that you wanted me enough times, he will in fact want her. (laughs) Oh, okay. So I won't. I won't give my like all the way. You're not going to give the full ranking, like no, I won't give the full rankings. But I'll definitely say that I think uh, you can interchange two and three for me. And you make a great point with Andy Bernard because that character, the first iteration of that, the the early Andy Bernard, yeah, yeah, is so good like when you first meet him before he goes to anger management anger management when he comes back and goes call me drew and jim goes i'm not gonna call you that (laughs) it's so so good and dwight is shunning him so good oh yeah yeah the fight between him and dwight is so yeah and then i mean i think see is it maybe it's season three um yeah and when when uh when the merger happens yeah and you you still got the whole like jim pam will they or will they not so to to me maybe season three i'm talking myself into season three right here yeah yeah, Uh, you're making the right choice Uh, i'm kind of of talking myself into this because you still got that uh sexual tension will they won't they between jim and pam you got of course uh karen filipelli there which rashida jones is great Obviously, yeah, she's fantastic. even if you hate her character, she's great. She's right. a great actor. I agree. Uh, and, and obviously, Andy Bernard, who's amazing. And you got, you got, you got, you got, oh man, I'm, I'm laughing thinking about it. But you got, you got Dwight and, and uh, Jan and, and Michael, you know, their, their whole thing about like, uh, with Dwight trying to take over, you know, take, trying to get more uh, power inside under mifflin I, I i think season three is probably number one then i'll go season two i think season two because i i was just watching some of it today uh-huh. and they had the dundies which was amazing yeah they had the the first christmas episode was in season two right. which was followed up by the booze cruise which yes. is another great episode Daryl, uh, Daryl, Daryl. <laughs> <laughs> so i like it uh, i think season i go season three one season two uh 
number two, and then I could go season four. I could season four. I think has some has some really good stuff with yeah. With I I love the one episode. I think it's the one where where uh, the where Karen, who's now the who's now the manager at um, the other branch, tries to steal Stanley Utica. I think yeah. that's in, yeah that's Utica the Utica branch. The Utica branch. At the, 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 we oh, will that, burn that. Utica to the ground. <laughs> I think that's season four, and I'm I think sure that's one is. of my favorite. Yeah, that's one it of my is. favorite episodes as well. It yeah. is, yeah. And then you got Holly Flax, which was kind of an interesting dynamic with Michael. Yeah, she comes in at the end. Four. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I, yeah, I, I, uh, I think, uh, I think I would go season three, season two, season four, and then I'd go season one, and then I'd go season five. Uh, and then, uh, yeah. So I am giving you the actual ranking here. Well, there you go. You get, you, we have the same top three, three, two, four. Yeah. That's that's the same top three. Those three seasons, though, you can give me an episode out of any of those seasons, and I will watch it at any time in the day. I For sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm. I and yeah. During this whole self isolation, uh, social distancing stuff going on. I'm I'm all for the office right now. How about <laughs> and I'm so uh, glad it's not off of Netflix yet. You know, a lot of people say the dinner party is the best episode. And I love the dinner party. It's a great episode. It it won like the Emmys that year. I remember it won the Emmy um for the best episode or whatever. I don't know. I don't watch the Emmys, but So is this season That's season 4. 4. So this yeah. is when Jan is like Miss Stay at Home, and it's yep. the most awkward dinner party you'd ever see. It's a great and, episode. And Dwight tries, Dwight tries to get in on it, and he's yeah. like outside, right? He yeah, brings right. his yeah. babysitter from when he was a kid because <laughs> he doesn't have a date. Yeah, oh, poor Dwight. Poor and he brought Dwight. his own wine glasses. It's a great episode, but I, I don't think good. I would put it as the top episode. To me, no, it's just not. I'll take the Utica. I'll take the Utica. We'll burn Utica to the ground over that one. That's a great, great episode, right? <laughs> I, there's just so many moments, though. Like, I, and that's why I like. That's why I like the uh, Jim and Pam season, uh, Jim and Pam uh, wedding episode, because I felt like we didn't have a lot of great Jim and Pam episodes after they finally got together. Like, right. it got boring between those two for sure. And then, the, then they're their their wedding was great and it was like brought kind of brought back jim and pam i thought with that with that episode so i i just remember certain episodes that really that gave me all the feels in the office that's one i i also love the 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 arc where dwight loses his job yes uh because of andy <laughs> <laughs> and they all start to miss dwight and he goes to staples yeah i, I could talk all night about this i'm sorry i could I, I could too. I think we probably should move on because we've we've talked about the office for a while, and I agree. I could talk about, but the one thing here, I want to put this out as a poll online. I already know what you and I are both going to answer, but there's a lot of shows that are the best, what I call best multiple time rewatchable show. Not just yes. like watch it a second time, but multiple time watch it over and over and over again. The Office to me is bar none the best one it is so good every time i watch it and i've watched it dozens of times i laugh my ass off every time but here here's my list and i I want you to add anything in that you think i missed but as my options i've got the office i've got seinfeld i've got parks and rec 
Arrested Development, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and then I know you love this show with me, but I, I think it's a bit of a dark horse and might not get a lot of votes, but Entourage. Great show. Yes. Yes. Oh I love all these as rewatchables. Yeah. I love all those rewatchable shows. And I, I, and I think that I, I'm with you in thinking that uh, Seinfeld and – and the office are probably front runners here. Yeah, yeah. I and I and the office for me is it's just the humor is so subtle that you get new you see new things every time you watch. Totally. I still catch episodes. new jokes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And it's such subtle good humor. That's why I think that probably it's number 1 for sure. I agree. Yeah. Um, I mean, what other ones could I, there's there's so many shows out there, rewatchable shows. I, I I'm kind of I like even crappy tv too as well uh yeah know, i know like because I, you you put me on to uh friday night lights the yeah. television series which i thought was going to be kind of similar to the movie and as it turns out it's just the oc but on the football field uh, yes. but you got me hooked on it art yes it's another show that's fun rewatchable i enjoy it uh, you know, even some of the old sitcoms I love rewatching, like even like that '70s show. I'd say the first like yeah, first four of, seasons, yeah, 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 three to four seasons. It, excellent stuff. I'll, I'll watch that over again. I uh, love that you put Brooklyn Nine Nine in there. Um, there, you know, Fresh Prince of Bel Air. There's a few oh, things there that's that are a really good, good call out. Yeah, right. Yeah, Fresh Prince that, was a that, great show. Yeah, so there's lots of shows that are rewatchable at this time, but. Of course, you're going to go back to number one and number two with Seinfeld. And, you know, you could throw Simpsons in there as well. Oh, how did I forget the Simpsons? I mean, obviously, it's only like seasons two through nine or so. But those those episodes really are some of the most rewatchable television. So, so funny and so smart. I'd I'd say season season two through nine there and Simpsons. Oh, man. I think that's the shocking thing to people who like, you know, when we were growing up were kids. And you watch it, you think it's funny. You don't realize now that you're an adult, you get it. But the show is so, so smart. Oh, so smart. So, so smart. So, yeah, I, I think I'd, put, I'd throw The Simpsons on there as well. Yeah, I, uh, I, think, I think you got a good one going there. But I think you should throw yeah. them all on there. And we should, uh, we should definitely vote on that. But, of course, I've got lots of stuff that I haven't seen that I want to watch. Uh, I watched yeah. The Post on the plane on the way home from Mexico. That was a really good flick. I always that was the uh, best picture nominated. Yeah, that was the best picture nominated film. I think last year. Yeah. 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 Or last year, year, before. Or the year before. Yeah. 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 That was a good one. Uh, I got some suggestions. These are things I've seen, uh, but some suggestions for people who are looking for something to stream online. So, um, and I'm sure you've got some as well, and maybe you've seen some of these. Um, so for Netflix, we got a few. There's Narcos, and then the the second installment of that is Narcos Mexico. All of that is very very strong television. Really, yeah, really good. I, I haven't seen Narcos Mexico, so you're really you're you're you thinking I got to jump into that for sure. The it's two yeah. seasons in now, and just as good as the original Narcos. Oh wow! Okay, well I mean and, I was really into those first two seasons um, with Pablo Escobar, but they yeah. found a way to keep it going. Yeah, for sure. And then uh, Ozark is a really good show that a uh, new season coming. Is it out now? Or I think is it's coming? Next, I think it's coming the 27th. So this there you week. go. So it's, there this you week. go. Coming really yeah. soon. Yeah. Um, and then this was a documentary that came out. It's not too long. I think it's about an hour long or, or less. It's called Long Shot. I don't know if you watched this one, Art, but it's about a guy who 
he was i'm trying to like i watched it a while ago when it first came out and i remember how it was just really really good i can't remember the exact exact story but basically the guy was uh matched the profile of someone who was uh expected or suspected of committing a murder and they were questioning him on it and they were thinking it was him and his alibi was that he was at the Dodger game that day. Oh, and this is this is this is this is where uh, this is this this has like Larry David in it too. Yeah, it? yeah, because Larry David filmed a scene for Curb Your Enthusiasm during like between the innings, where he walks down the stairs at the stadium, and he happened to walk right past this guy, and the camera caught him on camera. And then there's other angles where you can see him as well. He had the ticket, and it's, it's all about how the cameras ended up catching him at the Dodger game, and that's how he was able to prove that it wasn't actually him. And so that's why it's called Long Shot, because it was so crazy that he ended up being right next to where Larry David walked down to film this scene for Curb Your Enthusiasm. Oh man, yeah. This is so I haven't, I've heard of it. I've heard of it. I have not watched the doc, but uh, I should put it on, on the list. list then. Yeah, okay. put it on the list. Here's okay. one that I think I suggested to you, and you watched, and you loved it just as much as I did. But if you haven't yeah. seen it, Lion, what a yes. great movie that is! Wow, yeah, this, Dev movie, this movie, yeah, Dev Patel. This movie is on Netflix still, I believe. Yeah, it is. And uh, really good. I don't know, I don't know if it, I th- it might have been nominated the year that it came out for yeah. some sort of Oscar. Um, yeah, I, I love it. Picture. Yeah, I loved it. I think uh, the child actor that plays in this is so good as well. Um, I uh, it, it's got uh, I think it's it's got Nicole Kidman in it as well. Yeah, which Nicole Kidman like the mom. Understated role. Yeah, understated role, and it's a true story. It's, mm-hmm. uh, it's fascinating. I, yeah. I, I, everybody I talk to, I'm like, watch this movie. Yeah. That one got to me for yeah. sure. It got to me, but it was just, there's not a lot of, um, you know, I love to watch comedies over and over again, but there's not a lot of things that I enjoy like drama that I'm, I'm like, Hey, let me watch this again. I watched this movie a second time, almost right away after I watched it the first time. Yeah. It was so I watched, good. I also watched it a few times and, I, and yeah, I, uh, I, I, um, I, I can't do it anymore because of social distancing, but we had this, uh, me and my friends have this your choice movie night and we get to pick our own movies as long as we make dinner and we have people over and watch whatever movie we want to watch. Nice. We call it your choice movie night. I like and it. this is, this is on my list to show my friends and your lions. So yeah, that's a, that's a good one. Man. And then uh, I've got a doc series called the keepers on my list that I enjoyed. Uh, I don't know if you saw this one as well, but kind of like a true crime series. Really interesting. I believe I told you to watch this. You probably did. You probably did. (laughs) I thought. I I think the journalism done by those two old ladies, yeah, who you know went to this Catholic school and wants to wanted to know wanted to solve a mystery that uh, investigators didn't do. I thought it was incredible how they did it, and I love how the the people who produced this documentary showed how much work these two women put into doing it. And yeah, it's a, it's, it's one of my, it's one of my favorite true crime docs on Netflix, even yeah. though some of it's very hard to watch. It is. Yes, it is. The subject matter. The subject matter is. It's disturbing. It's yeah. very disturbing, but uh, it's just a great series. Like really, like you said, just super interesting. And even it can be hard to watch at times. It's something I, I would strongly recommend. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a show that I enjoyed that I, I think maybe 
this is hit or miss. Some people might not love it, but Flaked with Will Arnett. I enjoyed this show. Funny, really funny. So Kinda is this the really witty, dark, dark, com- dark, yeah, dark comedy? comedy. Yeah. So this yeah. is set in like um, in in, Venice, in in LA. Yeah, in Venice, Venice Beach. Beach. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've seen a few episodes of this. Yeah, I liked the first season. Uh, second season was getting a little bit out there. Maybe I'll have to return to it though if you yeah. think it's been good. I, I enjoyed it. It's only the two seasons, uh, but I liked it a lot. Nice. And also on Netflix, and I, I think you can actually find this on Amazon Prime as well. It's on both. But Charlie Wilson's War was another Tom Hanks movie that I really liked when it came out. Uh, and I just happened to see that it was on Netflix the other day. And I know this is probably one that not not that many people saw. I don't think it was, like, huge when it came out. Uh, but it was a good movie. I really enjoyed it. Uh, uh, Tom Hanks is good in everything. He's the exactly. GOAT. Yep. He's the GOAT. So Agreed. Uh, I agree. I agree with anything that Tom Hanks is in. Yeah, um, I'm sorry, Leo. I'm going to let you finish, but Tom <laughs> Hanks is the GOAT. Yes, I agree. 100%, I agree. And then I've got a couple on Amazon Prime as well. So Zodiac is a really good movie if you haven't seen that one. David Fincher yes, about the Zodiac Killer in yes. the Bay Area. Really good. Mark uh, Ruffalo's in that. Yep. Robert Downey Jr. There's some great actors in that movie. Really good, good. movie, right? Yeah. Um, and the Spotlight was so, so good. I know that one was popular when it came out. It was Best Picture nominee as well. It, it might have even won Best Picture. I can't remember, it but it did. it did. Yeah. Really good movie. Um, and then if you're looking for TV shows on Prime, Happy Endings is kind of a, a quirky, funny sitcom that's, uh, I think it lasted like three or four seasons. It was pretty good. It has Alicia Cuthbert in it. Yeah, and, I enjoyed it. And then, uh, you know, sadly, our economy is going to be in the tank. But the last time our economy was in the tank was 2008. And I got laid off from my job when that happened because uh, my entire department disappeared. And Ooh. I binged Lost when that happened. Uh, I, I it was still going on at that time. I think it was like a six season show, and I was able to binge the first three and a half seasons. Oh man, it's a good show to binge. <laughs> Once you start watching, you get hooked. Uh, but that was a good one. H- have you got anything to add though? I'm sure you've got plenty. Okay, so if you want to, if you want to throw Lost in there, I'll throw for me the most the 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 the, the show that'll make you. Have to watch the next episode. Okay, it's one of those on the edge of your seats. Uh-huh. Uh, Twenty four when it first uh, came out, it yeah, was, it was innovative. It was innovative. It was twenty four hours in a season. Uh, I think you can still find it on Netflix. I'm not one hundred percent sure on that. I'll check that out. Yeah, um, that's that's. But the, but the problem with that show is there's twenty four episodes in a season. Wow, so the first three and they're forty minute episodes each yeah. one. Yeah. And they're supposed to, you know, mimic an hour every episode because it's all in one day. Right. But I'll tell you, the first three seasons of that show, spectacular. There's a reason Kiefer Sutherland won Emmys for that show. There so is. I, have a, I haven't seen an episode, but I have a question. Yeah. Every season, every episode is supposed to be one hour. Yeah. And the 24 hours makes up the, the, the day. Makes up the day. And that's yeah. the season. That's the season. And then every season is the next day. Is that correct? That's right. That's right. So... Kiefer Sutherland, does he ever sleep? Not during the 24 hours. Not during the show. Interesting. I, I think he might have a nap in one episode. I'm not sure how long that nap is. Maybe it's 20 <laughs> minutes. I'm not sure. No, I this just... is an action TV show, though. And this is maybe the greatest action TV show that's ever that's ever been done. All right. Yeah. I'll, I'll check it out. Just like, I'm, I, I swear, like, you watch a couple episodes, you'll be like, damn it, I want to know what happens next. It's, <laughs> it's well done. It's innovative the way it was done 
Oh, I'm weak. I mean, I want to know what happens in the next game on Friday Night Lights. Like, I'm, I'm sitting here just being like, this is the trashiest show ever. But God, I got to know what happens to these horny teenagers. Exactly. Horny teenagers. Yeah. Friday Night Lights. That's another one I'll say. If you haven't seen Friday Night Lights, fuck, I don't know what you're doing with yourself. It's great trash TV. It's, it's great really trash trashy. TV. Yeah. If you it's want great. to, like, decompress and just check out something that is mindless drivel it's a good show friday night lights um okay so let's go to something smart though what i'm watching right now it's okay called, it's called succession it's oh on i've crave, heard a lot about this yeah, it's on crave tv right cave tv right now it's very it's very pertinent to politics and media right now that we live in it's kind of like rupert murdoch i think like his family that mm. sort of thing trump a little bit too the trump family kind of mm-hmm. like that interesting um, yeah it's about a media mogul family that is trying to trying to do business in this world also playing politics it's it's got everything you want it's got the family drama it's got uh it's it's about they're very rich as well so there's that lifestyle to it as well it's um it's very interesting so I enjoy it. I'm still making my way through the first season. There's two seasons on Crave TV. Uh, other thing I want to say, um, right now it's on TV. AMC is airing every episode. Uh, Better Call Saul is in the fifth season right now. And it is, it's these episodes, I would say the last season, season four, and right now these episodes, you can take any of these episodes and throw them into Breaking Bad. This is obviously the prequel to Breaking Bad. Yeah. And it is. Man, that show takes a little while to get going, but once it got going, it is. It's everything you want in a Vince Gilligan show like he did with Breaking Bad. This guy's a genius. It's the best show on TV right now, I think. Yeah, I've, I mean, I've got, uh, I've got that at the top of my list to catch up because I watched the first two seasons when it came out. And basically what happened was my PVR messed up and didn't record the finale to season two. And uh, just, you know, it took a while before it ended up on Netflix. And then by that point, I was removed from the show for a bit. I hadn't seen it in a while. And so I just kept thinking, like, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. And and now we're several seasons later. Uh, I agree. It was a little slow to get starting. But at the same point, I was I was still interested in what was happening. Like it was slow, but it wasn't boring by any stretch of the imagination. And. I'm really excited to get back into it because you've, you've been talking this one up to me. Yeah, and I, I'm, I'm going to continue to talk it up to everybody. Uh, other uh, trashy TV shows, uh, Kim, Kim's Convenience, CBC Gem Show. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's, on, it's on Netflix. Uh, they've run the new season. If you have, if you have uh, CBC, you can get it online, too. It's easy to get. Uh, Shit's Creek as well is in its final season or maybe just aired its final season. Those, I watched the first episode. Shows, those both those shows are CBC gems, if you ask me. They're on CBC Gem. They are gems. I, I, I love them. And they're Canadian content. Uh, yeah, especially Shits Creek. Shits Creek is actually good TV. Kim's Convenience is like a sitcom that you just want to unwind with, sort of, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So uh, those two shows, yeah, that, that's, that's, those are my recommendations right now. I have to throw it out here, Art, because I... I... I religiously watch these shows and I know you give me a hard time all the time, but if there's ever been a better time to get back into this stuff that was very popular in the early 2000s, Survivor (laughs) is at the top of its game. That show is unreal. It, it, 
it replaces sports right now, Art. You pick a person <laughs> to cheer for, and it's just like sports. You get to cheer for them. And, and Big Brother is not quite as good, but it's, it's also a very strong show. And there's three episodes per week, so it's plenty of good trash to get you through the week. And uh, Big Brother Canada is ongoing right now. So those are shows that I, I highly recommend that are ongoing. I heard the last episode of Survivor was a real doozy. Dude, it was crazy. So I, <laughs> I bet on Survivor and Big Brother. I've got uh, three, three former co-workers that I used to work at News 1130 with that we, we, uh, we bet a six-pack of beer on every season of Survivor and Big Brother. And we have been doing this for a few years. And... I don't know. I know you don't watch Survivor, and this is for anyone who watches Survivor. This is a spoiler alert for the last episode, so you better mm-hmm. tune out if you don't if you haven't seen it yet and you don't want to know what happens. But yeah, yeah. the person that I picked, Denise, pulled off a huge move to get out Sandra, the only two-time winner in Survivor <laughs> history. So, Art, if you didn't know, this season of Survivor is the fortieth season. And they've got 20 former winners. Every single contestant on this season of Survivor has won the game before, and they're competing against each other. It's fantastic. It's an all-star cast. It is an all-star cast. So good. Uh, Not Richard Hatch, though. He died, didn't he? Uh, Did he? I think he died this year, Uh, yeah. It's sad to hear, but no, he's not in it. Yeah, he was the first winner. He was the first winner. Survivor was a very different show back then. Uh, It's very different. What I love about it now is that everyone plays the game and like before certain people were playing the game and other people were just out on an island hoping to you know get by uh everyone plays the game hard now and when they like do their little uh talk to the camera like one-on-one with the camera they kind of like explain their thought process and how they're maneuvering and it's kind of i i put it similar to sports you know like it's a it's a it's a mental game though and but you get to talk to the players while they're playing the game that's what i love so much about it uh do they still say the tribe is spoken they of of course jeff probes will always say the tribe is spoken okay that's because that's that's and he snuffs the torch you know <laughs> yeah the dream that's, yeah that's 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 what i remember most because I, of course, watched it the very first couple of seasons and yeah, I fell off. So, well, you know it's what? very different now, I'll tell you that much. So should I, if I want to go back and watch that, should I just watch this season or should I go back and watch old seasons? Well, I mean, there's, there's a lot of good seasons, but they might be difficult to find. Yeah. If you want to give it a try, I would suggest just, just the, 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 only, the only thing I would tell you is if you were to watch this season, you would know a bunch of the winners. And if you ever tried to go back to watch old seasons, you would probably, once you see who the cast is, you would know who won. Right. Um, because every, every contestant is a winner here, but there, I don't expect you to go back and watch all the old episodes. So I would say just start from the beginning of the season and you're going to love it. It's a great show. All right, buddy. Okay. I got some so, things to watch. Yeah. And so here's something I wanted to bring up though. We're, we're, we're stuck inside. We can't go out to the bars or have a night out. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a beer fan. I think you're the same. So what kind of beer have you got in your fridge right now, Art? All right. If I were to open my fridge right now, the yeah. first thing I see is a lovely six-pack of Victoria's own Hoyn Pilsner. That is a strong beer. I like – sorry, when I say strong, I don't mean percentage-wise. <laughs> it's, it's a normal strength, but it's yeah. a very good beer. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's one of the first things I got. I had heard a rumor earlier that uh, some liquor stores might get shut down. That mm-hmm. actually didn't happen. 
Yeah, you scared me. I was yeah. in Mexico. You you gave me a scare. So when I got back home, I had a a coworker, Katie, who was very gracious enough to tell me that she would be happy to go get us some groceries because uh, returning as a international traveler, we returned and we were told, as everyone is, that we had to quarantine for fourteen days at home. Right, so uh, we couldn't go get our own groceries, and she was very nice and offered and i said you know here here's some groceries we need and if if you happen to be going to a liquor store i don't have any beer in the house i could really use it and she was like no problem i'd be happy to go get you some beer <laughs> so uh i got i got a 12 of canadian just kind of a backup and then i got 12 phillips blue buck which oh. is one of my tops phillips blue buck uh, also a victoria brewery that awesome. you took me to yes there's, really a, there's a great tasting room at Phillips Brewery. If you ever come to Victoria, you got you to gotta check out the tasting room. They have pints. They do, they do, they do like $4 glasses, and you can try all sorts of different uh, Phillips uh, specialties. They have gin as well there. They have soda and gin. It's, it's, it's great. The, ta- the tasting room at Phillips is amazing. And you know what? You know what's behind the Hoyne Pilsner I have there? Is it Phillips? It's a Phillips taster. And oh. one of those, of course, is Bluebuck. Nice. You know, I love those mix packs they put together with the four different beers. Oh, so good, man. They got the lager, the gold lager. The Kolsch they, in yeah, there? Yeah, the Kolsch. Oh, the Kolsch. Yeah, it's, it's all good, man. All those yeah. beers are good. They're all good. Phillips choices, is man. my favorite brewery. And I'm, I'm so happy you took me there. Yeah, every time, everything I taste from Phillips is so, so good. And uh, I, we should preface this by saying Phillips is not a sponsor of the show <laughs> yet. Uh, we, hope, we hope maybe someday they could be. But uh, yeah. no, you and I, you took me there when I was over there one time. And I was already a Phillips fan. I always liked Blue Buck, but I hadn't tried more of their uh, their beers but every time i see that uh case the 12 pack which has uh three each of the four different kinds their mixer pack i always buy it it's like the best it's my go-to well we're lucky like i i got Hoyne here and phillips like right in my backyard and you you're in the tri-cities area and you guys got all sorts of great we do yeah um really breweries. really good stuff in port moody you've got the brewery row there with the four big breweries, um, Yellow Dog was like the first one. And then you got Parkside and Moody Ales and Twin Sales. So there's four that are within a couple minutes walking of each other. Uh, now, so that's are those, a fun night out. Are those, are those places, since we can't go to them, are they doing delivery? I mean, you can obviously still get them in all the grocery stores and everything like that. But... Yeah, I mean, they do sell at the liquor stores. It's a good question. I know a lot of the the breweries are doing delivery. I'd have to look into each one to know, but I do yeah. know a lot of... Um, at least for me, I, I doubt they would deliver over to me. I live in Port Coquitlam, and we do have some breweries as well. One of them is called uh, Tin Tin Roof, I think it is, uh, or Tin Tin something. Um, yeah, Tin Roof, I believe it is, brewery over in Poco. So they are they're doing deliveries, and I've been there one time, uh, and they had they had a nice beer. I tried it the just one kind. Um, I can't even remember what I got there. I think it was an amber ale. It was pretty good though. Um, and we've got a few over in Poco now as well. So I know they are doing delivery. So, yeah, if you're looking for, for more options than what you can order through, like, Skip the Dishes or whatever, um, definitely check out your local brewery because they are local, too. And we want to be supporting local through this. And a lot of them are doing delivery. 
yeah, a lot of a lot of com- a lot of uh, local businesses are right now, and it it is the time to support local. You just have to do it. We all have to do it. Yeah, exactly. We don't want to see anyone uh, having to close up shop or or laying people off or anything like that. So, yeah, absolutely. Well, man, we got through a lot of stuff there. Yeah, I got I got one more thing to bring up, Art. Yeah. Um, you know, there's there's not a lot that people can do these days. Um, and myself right now I'm, I'm quarantined for another, uh, what have I got? Got nine more days left. Uh, So I'm not supposed to go anywhere, but even while social distancing, you can go out, but you're not supposed to do much. Uh, but apparently golf courses are still operating and you can still golf. They don't pair you up with anyone. Um, and I was talking to a friend earlier about, uh, the golf courses and he was saying that they've made some adjustments. Like, uh, there's one close to home here that. They basically took out all flags, so there's no flags in, and the cups oh. are only like a half inch deep, so you don't even have to reach into the cup to pull out your ball, and they just tell you like, hey, the hole's going to be within a 10-foot radius of the middle of the green, so you just aim to the middle of the green, and that's uh, something that you can do. I think that's pretty cool that there's still opportunity to get out and play some golf in, in a time like this. Yeah, that's the real social distancing sport right there in golf, 100%. Exactly. If, especially you're not getting paired up with anyone. So, you know, if you got one, two, three or four, get out on the course, play a little bit of golf and, um, you know, just be smart about it, obviously, as, as with everything you do. But at least there's something that can be I, done. I think we all know what Rich Brown is going to do as soon as he's out of this quarantine. Yeah. He's hitting the golf course. I hope so. I hope so. I have a feeling that by the time my quarantine ends, I think we might be all uh, shelter in place. But you never know. <sighs> yeah. All right. Sad to sad, 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 sad times, but we got to stay light. Yes, exactly. So you know what, Art? I mean, we're we're talking about it right now, but I think uh, in terms of not necessarily quarantine or whatever, but social distancing and uh, being asked to stay in as much as possible, I think this is going to be ongoing for at least several weeks. Um, and so I think it's fair to say that Worthlessly Worthwhile is back. We've got some quarantine content, I like yes. to call it. Yes. And this is what we're going to talk about. We're, we're not going to have a lot of sports to talk about. There's a little bit of news, but uh, we got lots of stuff to talk about. We got shows and we got our favorite beers. And I'm sure we've got lots of other stuff to come up with. So please, if you, if you enjoy the show, tune back in because we're going to have more episodes soon. Yes. And take care of yourself and take yes. care of your friends and be nice to everybody at this point because... We're all going through this uh, shit times. Yeah, together. I think I think that's a good way to leave it is just, you know, listen, listen to your health officials. They're telling everyone to not be in big groups, socially distance. We owe it all to each other. Yeah. Um, and but but take care of yourself at the same time and check in on your friends. Call them. Call your family members. Try and stay in contact uh, virtually. And let's just get through this all together. And someday this will all be in the past, right? So let's get through this. Well said, Rich Brown. All right, Art. Thanks so much for joining me. And I will talk to you soon. Yes, sir. This has been Worthlessly Worthwhile. Thanks for listening.